I'm well aware that heroism isn't all it's cracked up to be. It's a dangerous idea. Folks who think that their singular great actions are going to save the world are without exception fools or charlatans. Even if they do save the world, it's their specific vision of the world, which always has cracks and blurry edges. But all that said, the Knight of Eves was a hero, and I respect him for it. I can count the folks dumb enough to go toe-to-toe with Gaflagrio on one hand, let alone survive it. I honestly couldn't tell you how they did it, how they even got close enough to the sun to confront it. All I know is that they fixed what was broke, and let people sleep in the dark at night once again. Welcome to an Atlas of the World Unknown. I am your host, Paul, and joining me today are Sasha. Hello. Evan. Yeehaw. And Kai. Good morning. Today we're going to be playing The King is Dead, which is a game by D. Vincent Baker and McGay Baker. And this is a game where we are going to be playing warrior royalty from different houses in a shattered kingdom. Or... Uh, unstable kingdom. It may or may not end up shattered. And the first thing I want to do is kind of figure out when and where in the world unknown this is happening. So the most recent game that I recorded, the game will probably come right before this one, uh, we, we played Spindlewheel, the mountain, where the chained god Conflagrio, god of the sun, who had been chained in the center of the world since the end of the world's creation, was freed by their followers. And the result of that was a century of sunlight, which I figure would be pretty destabilizing. Mm, Wow, yes. So my thought for this setting is, at the end of that century, there was a hero who rose up and drove Conflagria out of the sun or did something to make the day-night cycle happen again and kind of like rallied a bunch of different groups together. And now, like, 150 years after that, they have finally left, and we're left with a much less stable force because that one unifying person who I've called the Night of Evening is not around. Hmm. That's a good name, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my pitch. But if y'all have other ideas, please. No, I dig that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Okay. So there's going to be up to five houses. And the book gives us houses. And I don't want to change them too much, but I do want to put them into the world unknown. The five houses are um, the House Antire, which is the ancient crown. The House Lunest, which is um, the foreign power. House Dillstone, which held the throne up till now. House Oak, who are the loyal retainers. 
and House Sandoriel, which are the is the usurper house. Hmm. And a few of them I have think have pretty good analogs in our setting. First of all, the foreign power fits very well with the Duchess of Nightmares as like being someone else who maybe also takes credit for uh fixing the day-night cycle and ending the sun century. And everyone who takes on the title of the Duchess of Nightmares has big schemes. So claiming the crown of this kingdom, or I don't know if it I don't know, is this a kingdom or is this some other kind of nation that we're dealing with? I feel like kingdom keeps it simple anyway. Yeah. I was going to ask what what was it before the night of evening restabilized it? Um. So during that century, one of the big powers that rose was the Cursed Sword, which is kind of bandit magicians who nice. worship Conflagrio. They're all named after like sewing and cloth things. And I think that they are a good stand-in for House Sandoriel in that they think that they should really have control and kind of did before the Night of Evening showed up. Perfect. So on the topic of the kingdom being a kingdom or not a kingdom, like, is it, is it, is that like open? Can it be like, like sort of vying for control of like a more small thingamabob? Um, I think this is a relatively big thing because I feel like if they're, I think the idea of the Night of Evening is that they rallied a lot of people together to fix the whole situation. Um. And mechanically, if you look at The King is Dead, a lot of the games work big or small scale, but war, um, unless we do just so much reflavoring, the things that are at risk are supposed to be pretty big, like different, like different, uh, different companies of warriors, like strongholds and sacred sites. So it'd be, it'd be a little, it could absolutely be done to do something smaller scale to play this as like. My, my thought process was like, I I was thinking that um, like maybe part of the, the kingdom anyways, is sort of like the mechanical thing that turns day to night. Like it's a, it's a physical sort of mechanism in the world, and yeah. Ooh, that's Ooh, a fun, who does? That's a fun workaround. I think that that power is the Midnight Throne, which is what we're all fighting over being the successors to. Hell yeah. And I think that that's what everyone believes. I don't know if it's true that the Midnight Throne determines when we go from day to night. Okay, let's read from the rule book a little bit. Um, the object of the game is to exalt your house and ascend to the throne. We will start by playing a game of Intrigue and Muster and end with a game called The Coronation, where we'll figure out where things go from here. We're trying for face cards, including aces and cards of many different suits. Jacks and twos will be significant in the endgame. So if you have one, you should look ahead and decide whether you want to keep them or not. So we'll take turns going around the table, choosing cards. Aces are always high. In terms of breaking ties, each game will tell you what order to take the suits. Uh, The very first turn of the game will be Intrigue and Muster. If you ever have fewer than two cards in your hand, draw up to two cards. If you ever have more than five cards in your hand, discard down to five. We reshuffle the deck if it runs out. I 
doubt we will go that far, but we will see. <laughs> the general rule is that you can always just read out what's written in the rules verbatim, fill in any blanks from your own imagination, but you can always ad lib instead if you like. You should convey the thrust of what's written and try not to contradict what's written. Either way, you can elaborate freely, and especially because we're putting this into a slightly different setting, you know, be as liberal as you want with that sort of stuff. Um, our duties as players. Play easy, play fair, always let other players make their own decisions. If you don't know what game to choose, Intrigue and Muster is good choice. It's quick, and it'll set off action for the next round. Uh, whenever someone asks a character about your question, a question about your character, or about the current situation, answer it. If you don't know the answer, make something up. If you don't be ha happen to be playing in the current game, you should flip through the book and look for what game you might want to do on your turn. Some games call upon you as an audience or a potential ally, though, so keep at least one ear open on the game at hand. Hmm. If you find that we've played wrong, then don't really worry about it. Just go <laughs> with what seems most fair. And that's that's literally written in the book, which is, it is. so great. <laughs> I mean, I paraphrased a little bit, but yeah. Um, getting killed. It is possible for your character to get killed in play. It won't happen by accident. You'll see what, when your decisions are leading to it, but it can happen. Keep playing without a character. You still represent the same house. On your turn, just choose Intrigue and Muster. And when we're ready to be done, we go and play and game the coronation. Uh, also, I want to mention just real quick, uh, Consent and Safety. This is a game that will get violent in places and also has the potential to get well, horny in places. And we should probably set some guidelines now on where we want to draw those lines. Like, I'm fine with the game being flirty and even maybe a little romantic, but I want to keep it to that. Okay. Sounds good. Um, in terms of violence, like, does anyone have any specific lines they want to lay down? Like, in general, don't... We shouldn't go too far with anything, you know? Yeah, I would say if it's in a... There's a few games that could lead to that sort of direct violence. And while I'm okay with, like, um, you know, so-and-so strikes you a good blow across the ribs and you're bleeding, or so-and-so cuts off your hand, I don't so much care that, like, someone then describes, like, oh, you're bleeding stump, etc. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm all about the bleeding stump imagery. That's just really what I'm in role playing for. <laughs> that sounds in character. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And if anything comes up that we didn't mention now, but it makes you uncomfortable, or it, you're just not interested in it, say something or write something in chat. We're all friends. I trust you. Sound good? Mm. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, so let's figure out introducing our characters. You are a warrior prince or warrior princess of your house. Your families are enemies on the verge of war, but you might not. You have more in common than separates you. You know one another well, you travel freely, you can usually rely on good hospitality of whomever you visit. Even in battle, you can expect, usually, to be treated with courtesy and, if taken, ransomed honorably. honorably. So... Take turns introducing our characters. On your turn, announce your house and your name, and go around the table to find out attractive qualities. Write down details on your card so everyone can see them and remind themselves of who you are. Um, you can have 
we can't have multiple characters from the same house. Uh, if so, I will fix the cards so that they work that way. Uh, does anyone have any opinions on what kind of house or what kind of character they would like to play? Well, I guess we should we should say the correspondences we've set up. Oh, uh, yeah. we mentioned that those. we mentioned that House Sandoriel, the usurpers, and the not ancient crown but recent crown is uh, the cursed sword or cursed sword. Yes, or actually, how I have it set up here. Uh, let's see. House Sandoriel is the cursed sword, which is the usurper house. Yes, but. Well, here's the thing about Sandoriel, and I think it always needs to be mentioned. They're not just usurpers. They were a previous crown. Yes. Just not the ancient (laughs) crown, and just not the current crown. Mm -hmm. Which is fictionally true, yeah. Yes. Um, And then Lunest, I think you mentioned as the Duchess of Nightmares, and that makes sense. Yeah. A little bit about the Duchess of Nightmares, if you don't recall, is that This is a title taken on by many powerful sorceresses throughout history, and they always kind of gain their power from like a weird democratic source, where like they're as strong as they have followers, and they always have schemes. Just so many schemes. Mm -hmm. For House Dillstone, the current crown I have just down as the Midnight Throne, the direct followers of the Night of Eves, or the Night of Evening. Can't remember which... Which which sounds better? The night of evening is a little bit too on the nose, I think. Did you take Night of Eves from the book's Banties? No, I've never read that. Oh, interesting. No, I mean literally that's the that's the country. Oh, the king is dead. So I oh. thought that was intentional. I didn't even think of that, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah, no wonder this kingdom is called Banties. <laughs> the night of Eves. They knew, they knew. <laughs> and then I don't really have any ideas for the ancient crown other than maybe shapeshifters, tigers. <laughs> that is okay. I, 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 thought, I thought about them for sure. Because tigers did show up in the mountain. One of our characters was a tiger who was a doctor. Oh, that rolls. <laughs> that is a great sentence. <laughs> well, yeah, we they're... could also... Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say something with something like more directly God touched too. Like the the synthites are kind of um, a di- a direct creation mm-hmm. from like early in the creation myth, right? Um, yes. Ooh, that's a good one. They were like, I think the synthites were the first like sentient beings other than the demigods, yes. right? And in my mind, the synthites are like the weird magical creatures that we haven't really seen too many of you know like if there's dragons those are weird synthites they can be pretty much anything so i'll leave that much said for house antire right now if anyone wants to play as them we can nail more down Mm. then for house oak the loyal retainers i think that could be synthites like they've broken with or did they break with the gods and demigods to to be loyal to the night of evening and their house interesting and i don't i don't think they would all be synthites by any means but a few of the leadership anyway just because i don't think that synthites are the most populous group Mm -hmm. 
I'm getting more into the synthite idea because I could play it like a jellyfish lord, and I'm kind of kind of in that sort of mood right now. Yeah, and you're gonna get into sword fights. Yes. yes. Gosh, so good, magnificent. Okay, so yeah, does anyone want to lay down a claim on a house at least that they're interested in playing? I'm delighted because there aren't any bad options here. They're just <laughs> they're all good. So did we decide on um, House Entire being the, um, like the Synthite one or the, just the um, Throne of Evening thing of Bob? I think there are Synthites in both houses, probably. Okay. Uh, just different beliefs among those two groups. Okay. And also regular people in all of these houses too, you know? I think for... And birds. The Ancient Crown... We said the the tigers, yeah, representing the general oh, shape shifting. Gotcha. Oh yeah, one very important detail I did not mention is that the Knight of Eves was a bird. I read that. I'm so happy with all the bird lore in that document. <laughs> it just makes my heart sing. <laughs> how how big a bird? Um, just a. I don't know bird, how big the birds size? in this world are, but. We established that the birds have just as much of a society as the humans. Well, I I, I remember the the um the magpie, the magpie. yeah, and yeah. their so, servant being pretty fucking big. So yes, and that was like a weird like magical bird, probably a synthite. But then when we played Fiasco, Evan just said, "Hey, can I play a bird?" <laughs> and yeah, now birds are also people. I feel like my specific bird was kind of, like if if we're thinking about like a society of birds, I feel like my bird was like a particularly do like douchebaggy sort of like oh completely you know like that's not like a very good representative of that society. <laughs> good to know. Hmm. I am leaning toward. Wow, I actually want to play Dillastone for the first time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think I'm leaning toward that one. All right. Or Sandaria or the cursed, the cursed sword, because um, I always love that house. Mm -hmm. And they do have a really, really cursed sword. Which is so cool. Just a deeply cursed sword. Yeah. The origin of that also happened in the mountain. It was created by Conflagrio. So. Oh, the chain guard. In case you were wondering, Conflagrio sucks. But yeah, I think I think unless somebody else has strong feelings about Dillastone, I think I'll stick with them. Okay. Be the earnest, earnest weebs. <laughs> uh I'm kind of interested in doing House of the Nest just because the Duchess of Nightmares was my shit from the very, very beginning of this game. Mm-hmm. Of this world. And I haven't really gotten to play with that group since. Hell yeah, follow your heart. I know it's the one that has the least detail, but I do love tigers, and Entire is just my shit. Um, and I love, I, I love that the concept of the sort of old failed monarchy trying to make a resurgence. That's that's fascinating to me. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll take Sandorial then. Okay. Which means we won't really have to worry about House Oak for this game. Wait, Oak's were the one with the birds, though. 
Are you saying that there can't be birds in the Cursed Sword? I mean, maybe, but you know, it's a more bird-focused sort of apparatus here. That's true. But like, picture, picture just for a second, a bird with the with, with the Cursed Sword in its beak. Also, the other thing about the Cursed Sword is they all <laughs> wear really, really high collars. I was just gonna say, like, a bird with a very long neck could have a very high collar. Oh shit! <laughs> That's just good fashion. That was pretty good. I am a well-known fashion genius. Can you tell me a bit more about the Cursed Sword? I don't think I'm very well versed in that particular part of the lore. Um, so they showed up in our first game as kind of magical bandits. Some, some they see themselves as heroes, but they're often come off as villains. Um, they're all very mysterious and can generally do small magics that most like regular people can't. They have schemes also, and they're always uh, getting in, into conflicts with the honor guard and, you know, breaking the laws of magic and stuff. That's what we saw them then. Okay. Are you a noble house if you don't have schemes, though, honestly? And then in the mountain, we saw their founder was a scholar named Simon, who descended down to the world's core to free the god. And he had been gifted this cursed sword as like one of their blessings at the start of that game and he was one of the two people that survived and when he came back this sword followed him around and so he kind of ended up embracing kind of a darker path i like that i'll i will i'll, I'll go with uh i'll go with sandorial but i still want to be a jellyfish okay it's very good it's allowed and if i'm interpreting this game right we don't have to figure out too much about our characters before we start playing yeah correct we kind of build them as we go and we only have maybe 30 percent of the input because everybody assigns an adjective Mm -hmm. which is very fun okay let's see what name so we can start introducing ourselves now whenever someone has a good name is it crass to name my jellyfish lord tongue (laughs) It's not crass, but it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Tongue? How do you yeah. spell that? Like the thing in your mouth. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk that I, one back. I, 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 I will say, I think you can do better. Yeah. Sometimes your first <laughs> idea is not the best one. Sometimes. Have I used Kells in this game yet? Uh, No, I don't think so. My name is Kells the Grieving. Okay. And then you get to choose an attractive quality for us, yourself and each of us do. I think I have my whole situation. Okay. Hmm. Lay it on us, Kai. Okay. Uh, I'm going to play Osreen, the daughter of night um, of the Midnight Throne. And my first attractive quality is graceful can i give you energetic yes thank you i'm gonna pick um or is it courteous oh that was the other one i was torn with haha i i think you have to be also um uh accomplish at arms fantastic kai i i think your character should be widely traveled that seems appropriate (laughs) okay Oh, and uh, my jellyfish is named Quartz. Nice. Ooh. Okay, I have a name. 
Ronald Ronson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good old Ronald Ronson. Oh, boy. The Duchess of Nightmares, Ronald. <laughs> no, Ronald isn't the Duchess. Oh, uh, oh. Ronald just studies under the Duchess. And okay. is you know, her emissary. Because the Duchess has always had lots of, like, very, very goofy names around her, and then one just really, really regular name. Because there was Bruce before. I was gonna say, did Bruce not get elected Duchess? Uh, Bruce decided to not be Duchess, but still leads that pirate band. Okay. But he decided that he didn't want that title, or that power. He just wanted to be Bruce. Okay, I need to pick some attractive qualities. I think I'm gonna choose uh, beautiful for Quartz here. That's fitting. That makes sense. I think Quartz is also musical. Oh, yeah. Not just because you're playing Quartz, but also because I, w- I would love a beautiful musical jellyfish named Quartz. <laughs> and I don't think that's too much to ask. Not at all. Let's see. I'm going to give Ronald brooding. <laughs> oh, he Ronald. takes himself very seriously. Boy, oh, boy. Well, it's an attractive quality, so it works for him. Oh, yeah, no, it totally works for him. Let's see. I want to give uh, Quartz Devout. Okay. I would like to give uh, Ronald Goodhearted. Uh, I will give him Patient. Is that to me? Oh, or yes. Someone else? Okay. Brooding, Goodhearted, Patient. Uh, I want to give Quartz Athletic, because I think a swole jellyfish is very good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How can you tell? <laughs> Excellent. Oh, uh, I want to give Kells a uh, practical. Hmm. All right. I want to give Kells tall. <laughs> Extremely useful to be tall. Mm-hmm. And I'll give Osreen witty. Ooh, a challenge. <laughs> and then I think Ronald needs one more and we're done. Ooh, right, I should do that. Hey, Ronald, you're bold. Yeah, he's bold. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, patient and bold. Mm-hmm. He broods on that solution. Yeah. And then he fucking goes for a whole hog. Ron's a good guy. Okay. Um. So we should now properly introduce our characters and also give them pronouns real quick. So I'll start. I am Ronald Ronson, the emissary. Use he, him, and I am brooding, good-hearted, patient, and bold. I am Kells the Grieving of House Antire. Um, I use uh, it, it's. Um, I am accomplished at arms, courteous, practical, and tall. Uh, I'm Quartz of House Sandorial. I'm beautiful, musical, devout, and athletic. What are your pronouns? Oh, I'm they, them. And I am Osreen. Daughter of the Night of the Midnight Throne, and I'm graceful, energetic, widely traveled, and witty. Everybody loves her. Wait, did I say the knight? Because I meant knight. Not directly a daughter of the vanished knight of evening. Just a knight. Just knight as in the dark time. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's written clearly, but it's one of those fun ones that audio might... Betray. Okay, I will deal three cards to everyone. These are our starting hands. All right, and we're ready to get going. Um, 
to start, everyone reveals their highest card. And whoever holds the highest one will go first. So for this decision, aces are always high. In the case of a tie, hearts are higher than diamonds, are higher than clubs, are higher than spades. Um, I have, well, I'm going first. I have the ace of hearts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I hold the king of diamonds. I got the ten of clubs. I mean spades. I have words. I got the king of hearts. All right. Um, Okay. So, unless we have anything else, I'm going to go straight to intrigue and muster. Sounds good. Because that is the penalty for getting to go first. Although that's not fair. Intrigue and Muster is an extremely fun and useful game. Yeah. All right. So on page 14, only I play. I draw a card. Oh, hell yeah. I choose another player's house list, not my own. I represent my house, but I don't command it. I choose an event from the list and read it out. Choose at random or with forethought, but don't deliberate. Whichever option I choose follow its instructions um, and don't deal or keep cards for house Oak, but I could still choose something from the Sandariel list that involves Oak. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally, totally fine. Okay. I am going to choose something from the Sandariel list and Evan, I am going to probably start with something rude at you. <laughs> okay. Let's get in it. Come at me, bro. (laughs) Okay. This seems extremely appropriate. It gives you a benefit, but we're all going to know what it is. So, the cursed... Is it cursed or cursed? Uh, however you want. (laughs) It's a regional accent, so... Oh my god, no. (laughs) Okay. You know what? It's going to be cursed. Uh, The cursed sword ranges freely through the countryside, conscripting all they can. Deal one card from the deck to house, uh, to this house face up. So I don't have the option to deal to you. You're going to have to draw and honestly tell us what you have. Five of clubs. Okay. All right. And as we move into the next round, everyone should just remember that Quartz's people are roving around and conscripting people. We need bodies. For Turner Order... Should we just do left to right for the names at the bottom of the screen? So in that case, it would go Kai, Sasha, me, Evan. Yeah. Oh, that would mean that I should pick a, a game. Um, okay. Ah, things I shouldn't have agreed to. Um, and there's nothing to stop you from doing another Intrigue and Muster. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing to stop us from doing a full round of Intrigue and Muster, just to get comfy. Yeah, I think I will do that then. Here we go. So I draw a card. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to reveal that. I just, I just have it. True. And then I pick a house to do stuff with, um, and it should be someone else's. Someone else's list. Yes. Um, house Stillstone, um, which is across uh, the Midnight Throne, um, marries a secondary prince to a powerful princess of the Cursed Sword. Tell house. St- uh, tell fucking. Can't, I can't do that on, on the fly, I'm sorry. Tell House to still so to pull a random card from House Sandoriel's hand, reveal it, and keep it. Okay. Oh, it Take is it. five of spades. All right. So who... Hmm. 
Who do I give you? Hmm. Probably the powerful princess of the cursed sword is like someone pretty high in the command, but maybe not like a general. Okay. Yeah. So a commander a or something. Prince. A little bit of a burn, maybe. <laughs> hmm. This is like a third cousin to the presumptive heir. Um, who in the book, actually we should address that in the book. There's like a small baby child and that's the person who should be like following a line of succession should become the next ruler. But the tricky thing about playing Dillastone is that you are not that person. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, I have an idea. Okay. Yes, please. There's an egg. Ah, my God. <laughs> okay. It's not hatched. Okay. Yes, I love it. Um, cool. So, in any case, this this secondary person that we that we propose for the the marriage with Sandoriel is like a third cousin of of the the original knight or if not directly that because i don't really know what the family of this knight is like um you know someone a little further off yeah slightly removed yeah yeah he's he's got like he's got like a fancy house in the city but he doesn't have a castle anywhere so Mm, nice well, yeah. I, I think the the commander uh, got married off is is probably a bit of a ruffian, and, but like manages to hold a significant amount of land just because of conquest reasons. Um, but yeah, they they were probably shuffled off um, for this duty because they were like getting old and not uh, not fit for combat anymore. I think we we traded sort of not not our best. Well, no, you you do have to give me a powerful princess. Oh, a powerful princess. Okay, so so yeah. this is an important commander then. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah. Let's well, like the I want to call it the Centurion then. Um, oh damn! Like our, our one of our like finest field commanders, and uh, they it, it, there's like a ceremony where they give up their big old crazy hat that they wear um, and stuff. <laughs> they, they they go fight no more. That's that's the thing. Oh man. I think of a name for this person. I like that they they they've married um someone who basically uses their royal name to get free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wonder I wonder how I wonder how the cursor got pressured into this situation. Uh, could it have been because you were wildly conscripting people? Yeah, maybe we gotta make some concessions, I guess. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So on my side, that was um that was Tarn. You got Tarn. I got Tarn. Yeah, and he is precisely that kind of person that Sasha mentioned. He'll he'll use his name to get drinks in a bar. This poor Centurion. Um, <laughs> what should their name be? Uh, Carl with the K. Centurion Carl uh, is miserable. No fun for him. Okay. And now it's on me to choose a game. I think it'd be good to have a reunion. 
because it's a game that only kind of makes sense to do at the start. So I think that Ronald and Kels are going to have a reunion. We're meeting each other now after having not seen each other for a long time. Hmm. So together we're going to decide where we're meeting, which could be an estate of my family or your family, meeting us host and guest, at the estate of another family, meeting both as guests. We're on the road or in the countryside, meeting by chance. We're in a military camp, meeting as allied war captains, uh, meeting as enemies under truce, and we're taking some time aside together to catch up. Or I came to you in secret against my family's warnings, or you came in secret against yours. Hmm. Those are all very good. Um, I like either meeting both as guests or meeting by chance. Yeah, I like meeting by chance. Okay. Maybe we're both on the road, like traveling in towards the Midnight Throne after hearing of the knight's disappearance. Hmm. Ask each other, how do you look to me? Mm-hmm. How do you... That's such a strangely phrased question. Um, it is. Oh, how... But it's describe yourself. Okay. Yeah. I understand it now. I was parsing it differently. Um, I am a... Well, I am a tiger, um, first and foremost. And tall means that I'm in just an absolutely enormous tiger. Um, <laughs> I think I am a little bit bigger than a horse. Um, oh my god. Just huge. Jesus. Um, <laughs> and um, I am, I think that I have sort of a collection of, like, I am, I am wearing clothes, but it is clothes that is more, more aligned to jewelry than clothes. Um, it's uh, sort of fabric draped between these chains. Um, and it's extremely, extremely, you know, um, official. It's very traditional uh, garb for, for House Entire. And um, I think I am traveling with a very small retinue um, who is mostly in sort of the... who, who mostly stay in the carriage, I think. Um, and I kind of sit on... on I, I stretch the length of the carriage... Um, I, my, like, head peeks out the, the front and my tail kind of swishes behind. <laughs> that's what I look, that's what, that, that, that's how I look to you. Mm-hmm. Well, now you ask that to me. How, how do you look to me? Um, Ronald looks tired. I don't know how long it's been since we've last met, but he just kind of looks drained of his once youthful energy. Hmm. He gives you a smile, but he's traveling alone on foot. And so seeing your carriage and recognizing a friendly face is the best thing he has seen in a couple weeks. Hmm. Um, he's wearing just kind of regular traveling clothes, sturdy pants, something like a flannel shirt. He doesn't carry any weapons on him, but he does carry a book hmm. that he holds like a weapon. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so I go first. Ask my counterpart an opening question. They answer freely, then choose one of the reunion questions to ask you. You may answer freely, and based off your answer, your counterpart chooses and makes one of the closing offers. So the opening question is, when did we last see each other? Um, I think the last time that I saw you, um, you were much younger, maybe at the, um, 
the onset of your career with the with the Duchess of Nightmares, and it was a a tournament, I think, um, <laughs> a sort of a, a friendly sparring thing that you know everyone got took extremely way too seriously, um, as as tends to happen, and I I think that I am happy to see that you have slowed down some. <laughs> so let's see it has it it's been so long that i'm sure that you'll hardly remember me are you surprised by what you see um i'm surprised by the fact that you have a retinue now hmm. you never seemed like the type to go for to let other people carry you around you all seemed very self-sufficient so i'm surprised to see you in a what appears to be a very different position now hmm. yeah i mean ronald has changed a lot too so it's not like taking it back or anything. People grow and change, but all the same. It took a sec to put together like, oh, this is Kels. Um, I have a question. When Ronald knew you, did you have the grieving at, as part of your name? Yes. Okay. I've had that for a very long time. Okay. And now you choose one of the closing offers. Oh, I do. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I see. <laughs> Um, let's, let's continue with, um, a conversation over food, shall we? Yeah, that sounds quite pleasant. Okay. Um, and I believe each of us draws a card after this. Um, oh yeah, no, we just move into the new game. All right. Okay. So we move into a conversation over food. So obviously it's still Ronald and Kels in this conversation. Um, who else have we invited? Hmm. Like, this could be later on that day when we arrive wherever we're going. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like Osreen to be there. Okay. And I think it'd be good to just have all of these characters in the same place. So, yeah, I think that Quartz could very much be there. Okay. Like, maybe this is a couple days after that most recent wedding. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yes. Okay. Everyone present draws a card. Well, now I have six so i'm gonna have to discard okay so then where specifically are we um what if it's at the wedding reception i like that. yes okay it could be yes I, I love the idea of going to this this wedding and then like spotting three other people that you know and haven't seen for a while and just claiming a table <laughs> yeah um quartz how do you how do you look? What's your mood? Uh, Quartz looks, I think, sort of restless. Um, they're wearing a, a, a long black cloak about them, uh, wrapped around their very wide sort of uh, top. Um, and uh, yeah, restless, sort of undulating, uh, uneasy at the table. Does Quartz eat and drink? Like, not around uh, other people. <laughs> okay. They also can't sit, so they're just kind of floating at this table. And Azreen, how do you look? What's your mood? Uh, I look pretty joyful. It's my something cousin's wedding. Uh, we've we've managed to managed to get get this dud set up with someone, uh, <laughs> someone pretty choice, honestly. So yeah, Osreen's joyful. She's dressed quite fancy for the occasion. 
which I think for the Midnight Throne means uh, I think they lean pretty hard into the darkness thing, and but like so many pearls, just like seed pearls galore all over this yeah. this like black mm, silk dress. Um, oh, gorgeous! Yeah. I don't have any good images to hand for it, but pretty much like high collar, long skirt, long sleeves, just many pearls around all the edges. Yeah. Um, Each of us reveals our highest card. Um, In this game, uh, hearts are higher than clubs are higher than diamonds are higher than spades. It is still my ace of hearts. It's my king of diamonds. My queen of diamonds. My king of hearts. And then we're going to pull them together face down. And wait, who had the lowest of those? One of you with the king. I had the king of hearts, so no. Wait, I had the queen, so... Okay, so... Sandoriel has the lowest card. Just said to take notice. Okay, conducting a conversation. Uh, proceed taking turns with the other players present. Or, wait, first, during the meal, anyone can ask for details about the setting, occasion, circumstances, and whether they're present in person or not. But we, we all are. We established. That done, proceed taking turns with other players present. The player who showed the lowest card goes first. On your turn, choose one or more conversational partners and ask choose an action. Ask a topical question. Engage in verbatim impromptu conversation. Pass instead saying something about the food. Or leave the conversation or signal you'll, you'll no longer be taking part. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I think I want to talk, talk with the uh, world there common ground with you about this whole uh marriage thing and how uh how shitty uh how stillstone is <gasps> rude yeah quartz is undulating aggressively and sort of shifts their their glittering bulk over to to lead in conspiratorially um <laughs> to, to ronald i don't i don't approve of this do you approve of this nobody approves of this it's a sham well, it seems like they love each other. If a jellyfish could spit, that's the <laughs> sound it makes. Fa. Fa. <laughs> I mean, look, look, they're kind of they're kind of beautiful together. I, you know, I didn't even realize there's going to be a wedding today. Our our great centurion, such a loss, such a loss. Oh, oh come on! You're the cursed sword. You have lots of centurions. Quartz is like sort of stop paying attention at this point. Is now like <laughs> looking longingly over at the at the couple. I I, I think uh, Carl probably looks fine, like not happy, but not like completely upset. But, but Quartz is just like shaking, like at, like as if they're shaking their head. Is Carl more humanoid, or is Carl also uh, jellyfishy, or is Carl like a straight up other kind of synthite? Well, what do you guys think? Huh? I know a fair number of the Cursed Sword are just, like, regular people. Yeah, regular person. I love that. Just a, just a, just a normal, just a, yep, just a regular-sized friend. Is that, is that conversation? Does that count? We're there? Yeah, that counts as conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now just keep going in turn order until we have said what we want to say. Okay. I think I will have a conversation with perhaps this is simultaneous uh with kells the grieving 
and uh, Osreen opens by saying uh, to Kells, "What a what a beautiful union, don't you think?" They do seem to complement each other sort of wonderfully. Yes, uh, it's always it's always better when we can bring houses together uh, instead of this this uh, shameful fracture that we seem to be in the midst of. It certainly is a very useful union, yes. <laughs> and I hope to convince you, basically, that it's better that Antire and Dillastone work together. Um, I don't think I'm specifically trying to entice your house into another marriage, but yeah. So we can talk a little bit more around that topic, but I hope to convince you that we should be on the same team. Well, I, I am, I'm certainly pleased with the synchronicity of our wedding gifts. I think that that worked out just, just fascinatingly that something like, um, uh, you gifting the horse and me, uh, us gifting the, uh, the, the, the bridle and, and saddle. What, what a, what a coincidence. Hmm. 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 <laughs> hmm. I see what you're doing. Okay. Um, so good. Uh, she, she smiles, uh, she smiles tightly, um, and says, yes, very fitting. Uh, and I think that's probably a good end to the conversation. <laughs> Uh, I didn't read for that to to be like conniving, but I'm I'm pleased that it was. Oh, <laughs> my bad then. <laughs> no, that's, that's totally fine. That's that's her wittiness getting ahead of her. <laughs> right, so it's me. Um, Quartz, I'm feeling generous. What favor do you ask me? Oh, that's a very good question. Yeah, more bodies. Can can you offer uh like to replace like I I think Quartz sort of uh pitches this as like you probably talk or they're probably talking a lot about how, how the loss of the great centurion how how, how deeply it hurts the cause uh, and 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 the the cursed swords uh, mobility in the field uh, and is trying to subtly suggest that uh, you should donate manpower and resource did you what did this catch you as a surprise did you not have an understudy to to um, to Carl Perhaps an apprentice? Our centurions are irreplaceable. I... Well, I won't claim to understand it, but I, I can accommodate. That is good. And appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is to everyone at the table. I'm feeling expansive. What do you want to know about me? <laughs> do you know the Duchess? I mean, I'm, I'm her emissary, so yes, I, I know the Duchess. But, but do you talk with her? I, I mean, as much as anyone. Look, it, relationships with the Duchess are complicated, to say the least. Mm. Like, oh man, it, it, it was a mess, but things are better now. And this Duchess has the world's best interests at heart, and we're finally going to set the, some things right. Of course. She, she is well, then? Yes, I have absolute faith in her. I don't know that she can set things right being so far away and so far removed 
from the daily goings on of this place. But when was the last time anyone saw the Duchess? Why well, I, I saw her not two weeks ago before I left for here. Mm. Look, there, there's a reason that I'm here too. She wants to take an interest. I know it's been years since she's taken an active interest, but she's here now, and she's ready to take a stand. In favor of what? In favor of understanding history. Look, I, I have more to say, but it's not polite dinner conversation. <laughs> I understand. Perhaps uh, we can uh, retire to a to a, a what do you call it a drinking room where you have brandy and you sit around talking politics. Perhaps we should do that sometime. <laughs> yes, yes. That that just doesn't seem quite right for a wedding. That's that's fair. Oh, uh, you just need the reception to go on a little longer, and we'll get there. <laughs> um. Look, I. I don't want to be the person who starts a loud political argument after a wedding. Well, tell me then, um, as long as we are uh, broaching uh, scandalous uh, topics of conversation, is there anyone in your life that perhaps one day we will be at a wedding for you? Oh, geez. (laughs) Is that Ronald or is that Paul? That's Ronald. (laughs) It's also Paul. That's Ronald. He hears that, his face goes red, and then he just drinks his whole cup of wine <laughs> and then does not answer. He <laughs> has a very smug smile on its face. And Osreen uh, refills his glass. Ports <laughs> mutters something about ganglia. <laughs> oh, saucy. Um, I think then Osreen's follow-up question is, uh, how long have you been... How long have you been the emissary for the Duchess? Well, it's a slightly tricky question because I've had this role on and off, you know, but this new Duchess put me in three months ago, but I've learned more from her than I ever did under the old one. Hmm. Well, I was going to follow up with how many emissaries has the Duchess had, but it seems more appropriate to ask how many Duchesses have you been emissary for? Well, just just those two. The the other ones didn't like me quite as much, you know, politics and all that. But things are finally more stable. This duchess seems to actually have everyone behind her. Hmm. No, not seems, does. I see. Hmm. Osreen's got an eyebrow, like, way up. (laughs) Yes. Ronald should not be saying these things, but he's had several drinks. And also he's with friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ronald. Then is it back around to Evan? I think so. Yeah. Tone order doesn't matter so much when we're in a natural flow of conversation, but when it breaks, it's good to go back to. So we, we go around how many times? As long as you want. If you're done, that's totally fine. Gotcha. Just say something about the food or leave. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I think Quartz is going to poke vaguely at the 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 salad in front in front of them um, and recoil it a little bit and make that sort of spinning <laughs> noise again. Yeah, that's my turn. I think I'm also going to withdraw by uh, signaling for a server um, and telling, telling the server to find something more suitable for, for courts, but in a, in a pretty uh, 
with all the words I'm coming up with are very negative, not backhanded, not underhanded, like in a subtle way, I guess. But that does not mean that they notice. But it doesn't mean that they don't. Up to you. Gotcha. I, I don't think Ronald notices. <laughs> Ronald's not the sort who notices things. Also being a little bit in his cups. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 take, I take note. Um, I think that I, I, I excuse myself and I step away to dance. I think Ronald now finds himself alone at the table and is kind of disappointed. Hmm. Expected these old friends to be a little nicer. <laughs> Alas, most of us are at work. <laughs> he goes from kind of being happy, going happy drunk to brooding drunk. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ronald. <laughs> hey, don't feel too bad for him. He really likes brooding. That's true. That is his primary adjective. Like, when he broods, he looks good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows it. Okay, so that's the end of our conversation. God. Well, I've shuffled the cards that we put in. Each of us gets to take one back. So that was my turn, which went for a while. I am looking at the games. Um, hmm. Osri, let's beat sword to sword. Yes! <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so take the highest card from my hand. Place it face down in front of you. Uh, we each draw a card first. Okay, where is this, though? We, we, let's do the setup. Yeah, definitely. So, how did we come to be standing alone sword to sword? I mean, are you still, are you still, um, are you still seething about the loss of the centurion and the, the injustice of, of the marriage to I think I think so yeah loser I think part of it is that like Quartz is Quartz is not used to the politics thing and like comes from the cursed sword where they're like they're bandits and stuff so this is sort of a way to like like it feels like getting back to his roots or getting back to their roots you know like like this is this is what feels comfortable and real okay um so yeah, I then, think I think it's sort of an excuse for them to like to do some fighting, you know. So, do you think this is later at the reception, like, or is this a few days later, and they're still dealing with the the feelings, and they're like, you know what, fuck it, I am gonna, I am gonna challenge her to a duel. Let's do that. Let's do the second one. Okay, so then. So we know how we came to be standing alone, sword to sword. It is your challenge based sort of in the honor of your house being slighted by marrying the 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 amazing centurion Carl to Tarn. Yeah. <laughs> but uh You can say his name without disappointment in your voice, but so few people do. <laughs> Uh, Carl's gotten pretty good at it at this point. <laughs> I think I think Carl loves him. Okay. Like despite himself, or I don't know Carl's pronouns. Um, I've, been, I've, been, I've been saying he up to this point. Oh, I have totally missed it. My bad. Um. Okay. So, is there like a dueling ground in this city? Is is it the kind of thing where? 
where as part of the currently mostly in power people i'm like well sure come to come to the courtyard of of the of the winter palace or something yeah or do you want to hold it on your own turf um huh what if they flip a coin like what if what if they're debating about it and they and, and they they also can't come to agreement about it i mean i think if you don't have a strong sense osreen's definitely going to to want to host it on her her own turf let's go with that then okay so what's your arena like it is so i think there is a public arena but this is the one on the grounds of the palace this one is not this one is not so public um, hmm. and I'm picturing like an indoor tennis court that <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've seen in like some, God, is there one in Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? Am I making that up? Yeah, there is. Okay, sweet. So that's what I'm picturing. But like in my mind, it's very shadowy because I haven't seen that movie in forever. <laughs> I think the general vibe though, of most things related to the, the the midnight throne is uh like there is darkness but not so much like things are not murky things are not shadowy in that respect like think of the pearls on her dress they're not Mm. um you know it's not like all black with like black sequins or something it is a contrast like the night sky so i think for a duel it will be nicely lit um there's probably a fair bit of an audience. Do you think that Carl and Tarn are here? That's a good question. Mm, you know what? I think no. I think they're probably on their honeymoon, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Because it does seem a little bit rude to, like, drag Someone, them like, yeah. into this. Yeah. That, that being said, we, we both have our retinues, probably. For sure. Um, who have you got? Um, I think I've got some of my commanders, like the, the sort of remaining centurions. Oh, shit. Okay. What about you? Uh, I have uh, one of my best friends with me from childhood. Um, her name is... Celia. And then also I think a few other cousins and friends from within the Midnight Throne and uh and also like related families. People like Tarn's family, like close mm-hmm. but not direct. Okay. Right, well, how do you look to me? What is your mood? Uh Quartz is confident. Um but again, slightly agitated. Um, but in a whereas uh, at the wedding, um, at, the, at the reception, I, th- I think courts that that agitation looked out of place and out of out of element and stuff. But here, it's like it's like a nervous energy energy that like feels uh, right and kind of like pure, you know. Okay. They're wearing their cloak again, and they look particularly glittery today. Oh, quick question. How does Quartz hold a sword? With a tentacle. Okay. Of course. 
Uh, Just figured it was worth asking. <laughs> actually, I have a follow-up question. So are they mostly transparent or do they have colors? Yeah, I think they're, they're sort of pale, uh, pale sky blue sort of thing. Um, and I think they're the sort of outer layer of them is pretty translucent, um, but gets more opaque towards the center and towards the center. It's this, um, uh, more golden color. And, um, on the surface is, uh, like kind of dense patternings of, uh, uh, I kind of think of, um, like mosaic, uh, sort of patterning of like glittery silver and gold and stuff. Oh, nice. That's a beautiful jellyfish. Mm-hmm. How do you look to me? What's your mood? Uh, hmm. I think amused is her main mood. Um, she never thought she'd be fighting over Tarn, but, uh, but you know, a duel is so far in her experience pretty, like a pretty jolly affair like sporty it's fun it's not it's not to this point been a duel to the death so i think she knows in concept that this could be but that doesn't have a way to hit home yet right and uh she's wearing oh like those pictures of fencing outfits uh oh hell yeah here we go i have a picture to send you in just a moment i don't <laughs> like her face her face is very creepy but uh but uh, like i said please ignore this face i, ha- <laughs> <laughs> I hate it very much Ooh. it's a good outfit though yeah, i know sick. there's a heart right on the chest yeah there's a heart right on the heart um, there's, there's these, what are they called? Leg of mutton sleeves, um, mm-hmm. a skirt to the knees, just like spectacular little shiny flats. Um, and like the gauntlet, ha- the glove part of the gauntlet is white and the sleeve part of the gauntlet is red. It's very striking. It's a good look. Yeah. And I feel like this color scheme fits pretty well as as depicted so dope okay uh is there anything else we have to do before hand well you have to figure out which of you is better with the sword yes um well you're athletic and i'm energetic it sounds Mm -hmm. to me that athletic trumps that oh you also got graceful in there too oh that's true if we're going, if we're going by quantity here, I feel like you got two pertinent uh, descriptors. That's true. Fictionally, however, you've mentioned being part of bandits and f- fighting these kind of duels as part of part of the way that you are used yeah. to dealing with things. I don't know. I, honestly, I feel like this could be another coin flip situation. Or wait a second. Sure. No, wait. If you can't agree. Ask the other players to judge as impartially as they're able. Perfect. Thanks, game. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the problem. I think it's Osreen. I think Osreen's better at fencing. Okay. Like fencing specifically. Like if if 
if y'all were doing some other kind of sport or fighting thing, then it might be different. But right. If this was meeting sword to sword on a battlefield, that's very different. Mm-hmm. I really thought you were going to say basketball. <laughs> <laughs> on the Meeting sword to sword on the basketball court. Okay. So that actually is good for you because you get to start. Okay. So after three leading questions, we can switch to closing questions. But gotcha. either leading or closing questions have finality and continuation possibilities. Okay, leading questions. I launch a sustained attack with my weight behind it. Do you give ground readily or grudgingly? Yeah, I give ground readily and lightly. I pretend to falter and lower my guard. Do I draw you out, or do you recognize the ploy and hold steady? You draw me out. (laughs) We circle, guards up, swords between us. What do you say? It's so thoughtful of you to give me a gift on the occasion of my cousin's wedding. This is good fun. Do they react? Ports makes that spitty sound. (laughs) Their default. Uh, Okay. So that's three, right? I am able to jump into closing if I want to. Mm -hmm. Actually, this seems pretty appropriate. I seize momentum and initiative and drive you backward. Do you stand or do you allow yourself to be driven? And there's a card mechanic associated. If you stand, we show our cards. If yours is higher, you stand me off. (laughs) Oh, shit. If mine is, I kill you. I did not read that part. I did not read that part. Uh, My bad. A friendly duel, you say? Oops. I've played this game more than one time. This this is entirely my bad. Do you not want to do that one? However, no, no, I do. All right. Hell yeah. Um, Because (laughs) here's the thing. I'm not at risk of dying. Oh, great. Only you are. (laughs) but you can also be driven backward and continue Mm. with questions yeah i allow myself to be driven okay that's probably smart (laughs) good grief (laughs) not quite ready to say goodbye to cards yet no i was so i was so excited for that one because i was like oh that's good we'll just let the cards decide and i did not Mm -hmm. process the part about lower card uh it means death for courts. Um, okay, it's back to you. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, I throw a high swing, wild but powerful. Do you duck back quickly, or do you stand unrattled? I stand unrattled, and I, I'm going to a little bit combo two questions. Um, I catch your tentacle in my hand and draw you close to me instead of the written one of do you let your sword drop i'm going to go with um i catch your wrist in my hand and draw you close to me your mouth is near my ear what do you say you have too much fun (laughs) and she laughs and releases your releases your your sword hand sword tentacle (laughs) i get my sword inside your guard and cut you across the ribs Do you withdraw and run, or do you rejoin the fight? I reel back a little bit, not quite surprised, but startled. I think they're a little bit different. And I get my sword's edge to your throat. Do you submit, or do you twist away to rejoin the fight? And so as she gets the the sword to your vulnerable (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I go like under under the bell, I guess. 
Yeah. She she says, you've made your point. Withdraw gracefully. Uh, Quartz pulls back um, to rejoin the fight. Yeah. I overreach and you have the opportunity for a dirty little blow. A kick to the knee or an elbow to the ear. Do you take it? I... I don't take it. And I think that... Let me see what card I gave you. Mm, Damn. Okay. I don't take that opportunity. And I think that gives you the option to... Or the opportunity to smash my sword rattling out of my hand. Do you allow me to recover it or must I submit? You must submit. Quartz holds the the rapier like at your forehead. Hmm. She raises her hands and steps back. Quartz makes the spitty sound and drops the rapier and just waltzes right out of there. Ugh. Well, so when combat ends, judge for yourself. If you submitted or fled, give your enemy your face down card. So enjoy my card. Oh yeah. It was a good one. And since you were cleanly victorious, you get to keep your own card, Evan. Aw, oh, yeah. Everything's coming up quartz. Mm-hmm.